Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. Special announcement, storytellers, I have launched my first online course. I've been waiting a long time. I've been so excited to do this. It is called Uncover the Story to Launch Your Personal Brand. Now, that last word, that last concept, personal brand, is one that I fought against. I resisted folks for a long, long time. And hey, flash forward, guess what? When I leaned into it, when I embraced it, when I cultivated a personal brand, the story that I tell others things started to unlock in whole new ways for me. I was able to build a business just off of who I was as a person. Instead of starting from scratch every time I started a brand new project and then bouncing and spinning around from project to project, the core of my business is me. 
and everything else is extended from that core. So if I want to be Rain Bennett, the podcaster, Rain Bennett, the author, Rain Bennett, the online course instructor, the storytelling coach, the keynote speaker, the filmmaker, they're all coming back to that same core personal brand. This is what I'm helping people do. I started coaching when the pandemic hit because all my speaking gigs stopped and it has impacted my life and I think it's impacted others' lives in such a such a magnificent way, an unexpected way for me. Yes, I consulted with businesses and organizations, but I found the most profound impact by helping other people who had thoughts in the back of their head that they could do great things and serve people and make an impact on the world, but they just weren't sure how to access that thing within them. I helped them do that through finding their story. That has been so fulfilling for me, and I want to help you do that too. The thing is, not everybody can afford the over $1,000 of cost in the coaching package to do that. So I created a 14-lesson course that has all of the things and more that those coaching packages have, including a community of other storytellers so that you can share your experiences with and you can learn from them as well. All of this for $149. We will put the link to the course in the show notes. We are hosting the course on thinkific.com. It is called the Rain Bennett Storytelling School, and you can always find out information at rainbennett.com. What's up, storytellers, and welcome back to the Storytelling Lab. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host. This is episode 104104, and y'all, we got a guest today that is, sheesh, you know, I try to be energetic on stage. I just got done speaking for the Middle Tennessee Realtors Convention last week. Shout out to Greater Nashville Area Realtors for for hiring me for a continuing education course. It had been a year and a half since I had been on a stage that big, and I tried to bring the heat and tried to bring the energy, and I think I did a pretty good job, especially since I was in an afternoon session. But the guests that we have today, whew, I don't think anybody can match them. Now, I met Larry Long Jr., our guest today, from a mutual friend, Ben Sterner, who has a sports uh, marketing agency in New York City called Leverage. I used to work there for a little while on a short-term contract, and he's a dear friend of mine, and he's connected me with a lot of people, including Rob Similcare, a couple of those seasons back when that was on the show. But Larry Long Jr., we first talked because he wanted to become a speaker. Now, he had done a little bit of speaking. He was the director of collegiate sales at Teamworks. So he, he, he worked in sales targeting college athletic programs. Okay, that's, that's what he did. And he was a great uh, salesperson. And as you probably know, so storytelling is a big part of that. And having a good, charming, big personality that can close a deal and connect with other humans is a big part of that. And he had started speaking in his industry, in his niche. But he was like, I really want to take this full time. And so he was talking to Ben about people that were doing it. Larry is based in Raleigh, just right up the road from Durham, where I am. And Ben was like, oh, my friend Rain just started doing that. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, You should talk to him. So we talked and we hit it off. We became friends on LinkedIn. And I've been following him ever since. And he went full time. He quit his job, which was a little scary for him and and his family, as he talks about on the show. But he went all in right in the middle of the pandemic and is killing it. Is absolutely killing it. So I had him on the show because this season we're talking about 
tactical advice, like what can you implement to share your story better on what platforms, using what tools, right? This is all practicality. This is all functionality. It's not big picture theory about being brave enough to share your story. That's a part of, of sharing your story at all times. And we talk about that today, how to be authentic, how to be professional, how to be himself. This guy is himself 100% of the time. And it seems like it wouldn't be because he's such a, a an energetic magnetic, captivating figure, but that's him. And it's not going to be the same for you. And it's not the same for me. I'm not the same person he he is and neither are you. You have to find your own path. So that part is still always going to be in the storytelling conversations that we have here on the show. But Larry talks about how to really establish yourself and how to market yourself as a speaker. This and and this is this is such a good episode because it's a lot of you out there that are interested, you're not a full-time professional speaker. You're probably somebody who wants to scale their speaking business or someone who wants to start their speaking business like me a couple of years ago. So if you want to know how to market and sell yourself as, as a speaker, this is a person who has done it himself in the hardest time to be a speaker or doing anything publicly that we've ever faced, that certainly we've ever faced in my lifetime. So not only are you going to get a lot of great advice from Larry, you're going to have a lot of fun listening to this guy. He is, talks a mile a minute. He does not stop. He does not relent. He used to play college baseball. That's a side note, but he brings that into it. He's got props all around him. You should watch the video. Uh, and if not, you should hear him speak because he can use what's around him at any point. Whatever he has, he assesses the situation and the scenario and the location. And he says, how can I use this to my advantage? If you want to know how to market and sell yourself as a speaker, this is the episode for you. So let's get into it. This is my conversation with my friend and fellow North Carolinian, Larry Long Jr., and I hope that you love it. It's been a while since we've talked. I don't know. I know Ben hooked us up initially, and there's been a global pandemic, and there's been all kinds of other things going on. So first of all, just friend to friend, catch me up on like where you are. Um, are you still in the collegiate ath- athlete world? Like, what are you up to these days? Come on, Rain. I got a story to tell. I, oh my I hope, goodness. I hope well, you I know, came I know, to the right lab. I know a good place to do that. Look at the gold mic too. <laughs> I am rocking the mic full time. I was doing it part-time before. I, I was, remember. I, I was working at, at the, uh, the software company selling to elite collegiate athletic teams. And I was still speaking on the side, mm-hmm. uh, like a bird set free. Ca-ca! I'm now full time rocking the mic. And it's funny. I spoke at my son's middle school and I told the kids, if a knucklehead like me that used to talk so much, I used to get sent to, the, to detention, to the principal's office. Now I talk so much. I get paychecks. If I can do it, you can do it. Hmm. So full time speaker now. Yes, sir. Walk me through that because I have a lot of listeners and I know a lot of people in general. I've actually been making content about this lately uh on my tiktok channel a lot of people are interested in sharing their story on stage they feel like they have something to say they feel like they have a great story that should be heard that it could help some people but it's a big leap right first of all i mean some people aren't aren't really comfortable doing that so i want to start big and then maybe work backwards but how how tough was that for you to take that leap and say i'm going to do this full time because you know you feel good about it but you don't know. And then I don't know when it happened, but I know that my speaking gigs at around March, 2020 had a big pause button hit. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of good things. 
I encourage your listeners to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And that's uncomfortable just saying it, but that was pretty much what I had to do. My wife called me out in December of 2019. She said, hey, baby, I love you. And you've got to take a look in the mirror. Mm. You tell everyone else to pursue their dream, pursue their passion. You're faking the funk. I said, hey, happy wife, happy life. You're right. So I called a coach that I talked to before uh, when I did like nine corporate engagements and didn't make a dime. Mm -hmm. And he pretty much said, Larry, are you stupid or are you dumb? When I do corporate, they write me a check and there's a few zeros. I called them up and I said, hey, let's go to work. I got my first paid speaking engagement on March the 17th of 2020. Uh, Friday the 13th is when everything shut down because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. I, I killed it. I can I can speak with the best of them. I know. But they said, Larry, send us your invoice. I said, uh-oh, Larry Long Jr. ain't got no invoice. I went to Google, found a generic invoice, generic logo. I sent it to him. I said, is this good enough? They said, yeah, we need your W-9. I said, what you talking about, Willis? WTF? I went to the IRS website, found a W-9. They said the check will be electronically deposited. I said, shoot, can I keep sending y'all W-9s? They said, actually, we want to bring you back. So they brought me back for more engagements. 2020 was one of the best speaking years because I was getting paid. 2021, watch out now, March the 26th. And I'll be honest with you, Rain, I was deliberating whether I depart my full-time engagement, Mm -hmm. my full-time employment. I wasn't going to do it because I was scared. I was getting a paycheck every two weeks. I was getting a commission check. I was a sales leader every month. I was getting a a bonus every quarter. I pity the fool. I'd be stupid to leave that. Well, I am, I'm not the smartest brother in the world, but I'm also not that dumb. Luckily for me, I leaned on my faith. And as fate would have it, the, the plan for me, the company decided that they wanted to go elsewhere. So they gave me a nice little, they said, all right, we'll see you later. And I said, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I was out on my own. My first paid engagement. I got let, uh, we departed ways, March the 26th. My first uh, paid engagement was April the 6th. I did another one on April the 21st. And then May was my best month to date, Uh, August. What was good, but it didn't yeah. beat it didn't beat uh <laughs> didn't beat May. But I can tell you, September, I'm about to kill the game. Mm-hmm. I'm about to kill it. I mean, I got my calendar right here. I, I always have a big old smile on my face. No, and no. my smile right now is a lot, lot bigger. If you you know what I mean, the impact that I'm able to have on people and as a result, take care of my family. So were all of those virtual gigs after that March 17th? Was that March 17th of 2020? Was that uh, in person? Uh, no, they wanted me in person. They said, hey, we're going to do a Brady Bunch style on Zoom. We're going to keep our droplets to ourselves. So that was virtual. Mm-hmm. Mostly everything that I did last year was virtual. And yeah. I, I present well for virtual, man. I mean, I got the face for radio. I keep people engaged. I mean, who knows what the heck I'm going to pull out Let when me- you're on the Zoom. And I volunteered people, keep them on their toes. I've had a few in person this year. I went to Chicago, uh-huh. did a little workshop for a CEO mastermind group uh, here in Rollywood, up to no good. I did an event. I got another one coming up later in September, but most of it is virtual, which I love. I yeah. mean, I got pants on today, but normally I wear the mullet outfit. Don't tell nobody else. We got the party. We got the party on the bottom. We got the business up top. Shoot, I'm chilling. I'm living my best life. So. <laughs> 
So look, you mentioned something that I want to go ahead and jump into. I was going to take it somewhere else, but you said a point that I actually was talking uh, on someone else's show about this week. So it's on top of my mind when you're on video, right? Cause we talked about people and we're going to continue talking about people sharing their story on stage, but because of this pandemic, and we've also realized that sometimes we might want to keep it virtual and keep it on video. It's a lot more effective and efficient in many ways. So video and sharing your story on video certainly isn't going anywhere. The difference is it's a lot easier to connect with people. And I know this from experience when you have a person in front of you, right? A real person, you can see their emotions that right on stage. It's easier. Sometimes then it's even hard to keep people's attention. How in the world do you keep them engaged well, efficiently, effectively when you have this two dimensional thing in between you, when you're just a virtual talking head on the other side of the screen, what tools do you use? What tactics do you use to keep your audience engaged in a virtual format? Man, that's a great question. I'm going to tell you, Rain, I do, I differentiate myself. As you can see my background right now. Whoa, what happened? Yeah, come on, man. I I do things that other people can do, but they don't. I, I incorporate questions. I just had 115 people, might've been 119 sales reps. And you know, sales reps, they aren't going to give you all of their attention unless you keep them engaged. Definitely. But I had them engaged because I was asking them questions. I was giving them, dropping the mic on them, giving them nuggets for what's important to them. And how did I know what's important to them? I prepared in advance. And then I asked the question, what does success look like? We're going to spend 60 minutes together, whether you like it or not. Yeah. I want to make sure this is the best 60 minutes for you. What do you hope to get out of this? Now, the best test I did go in person to my son's middle school. I don't know if you've ever talked to a group of fourth and fifth graders together, a group of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders together, but I was nervous. I was sweating up a storm. And they'll let you know if if you're not keeping it up. They'll let you know. I prepared. I prepared with the teachers that coordinated it. I prepared with my son, who's in sixth grade. I prepared with my daughter, who's in second grade. And I had to tailor my message. The fourth and fifth graders, they weren't ready for carpe diem but they were ready for the ABCs and they participated. It's all about engagement. Like you said, if you're a talking head, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? That's when Zoom fatigue sets in. When I step up in the house, there ain't no such thing as Zoom fatigue. I ain't never heard of that. That doesn't exist because I'm blowing people's minds. Boom, come on now. You gotta slow it down. You gotta quiet it down. Then you gotta speed it up every now and again. You know what? I love that. And you're exactly right. And the the way I use storytelling and filmmaking, my background is the same way. And I equate it to when I'm doing my workshops to a roller coaster ride, right? A roller coaster ride is not just a drop the whole time. You have the click, 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 the buildup of tension. You got twists, you got turns, you got level parts that kind of let you catch your breath and then they drop, right? hundred percent. You got to, you got to keep them guessing. I think that's such a good point. Hey, Rain, hey, Rain, real quick. Tell me. You must've looked at the scouting report because I did an event for a company called Mind Body. And I said, hey, yeah. the best present you can give me is feedback. And the gentleman, he was hesitant to give it to me. But I said, come on, you got to help me out. Sure. He said, dude, you know, on a roller coaster, you go up, like you said, chugga, 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 chugga. Mm-hmm. Wee! He said, your whole damn presentation was, wee! Yep. He said, it's off the chain. I didn't know if you were ever going to come up for breath. Yep. But he said, your, your presentation would be so much stronger if you took us through a journey, took us oh, through an yeah. adventure and even a misadventure, you built it up that part. and then you dropped it like it was hot. That was one of the best piece, p- 
pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Definitely. I got so much to say. I knew that we would just get into it and, and, and have some golden nuggets. So uh, I had a speaking coach that uh, was watching one of my speeches said it was, you know, said it was great, which it was. Um, but he made a great little point. He's like, sometimes, you know, basically I think what you were getting in that feedback is just like, sometimes just pause. He was like, sometimes for emphasis, this is the way he put it. He's like, when you're walking across stage, cause my issue was I'm also energetic and I was back and forth, you know, trying to talk to everybody. So I was back and forth on the stage. He's like, when you have a real strong point, you want to emphasize, stop moving. Right. Don't make them have to work and track you and hear what you're saying. And also it, it puts a period, a visit, a visible physical, period at the end of that sentence which you can't put because they're not looking at text but it lets them know that that is a statement a takeaway statement right a key takeaway if you if you stop moving in filmmaking i had a great editor i worked with 15 years ago and he said this line and i can never forget it and i tell the people who edit my films now this like sometimes you got to let it breathe you can't just hit them with talking head and and, and boom boom sound bite boom 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 right there's a place for that when you got to ramp it up but he said that expression of letting it breathe. And I was like, it makes so much sense because you know, if you're running a race and you're not breathing, you know what's going to happen. You'll, you'll be fast for the first minute and then you'll tank. And it's the same way. So a bunch of different analogies and metaphors all saying the same thing, pace, switch up the pace. And it also keeps people, you know, locked in and entertained and engaged, I think. I love it. You got to let it marinate. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going to be doing some grilling and chilling this weekend. You got to let it marinate. So I love that point. Great minds. <laughs> marinate. Alike. Absolutely. So I, this, you clearly are very authentically Larry Long Jr., right? Nobody else. Nobody sounds like you. Nobody looks like you. Nobody talks like you or acts like you, right? That's one of the things that you do so well. It was apparent the very first conversation, which is a cold intro that we had from our, our mutual friend, Ben. But we talked just like this. We were like, yo, what's up there? Boy? You know, talking like that. So that is clearly you and it's you on stage. All right. Now, this is a shout out to Chandler, who's going to be editing this episode. I already alluded to her, to you personally. She, she works on part of my team. We were working on some email drafts the other day and she gave me a draft and said, you know, I, I critiqued it a little bit and I said, it needs to feel more human, more authentic, right? I mean, this sounds very like you're saying things and they're kind of vague. And she was like, well, I want it to be professional, right? And so I was like, this is a great point. Yeah, we want to be professional. But all at the same time, we're talking to another human and we need to be authentically ourselves. So you don't want to sound like a robot. On the other hand, you don't want to drop F-bombs if you don't know somebody. So that's that would be unprofessional. You, sir, are in a professional setting speaking to sales leaders and you know C-level you know business people, right? Where a lot of them don't have time. Like you said, if you're not keeping them engaged, they're on their phone, they're wanting to get out of there. You're in a professional setting. However, what you bring to the table is very clearly energy, passion, humor, you know, livelihood. Walk me through that line. How do you navigate that line between being authentically Larry Long Jr., this entertaining ball of energy, which you seem to be, while remaining professional. I love it. I love it. And I don't know where that line ends. I mean, I'll give you an example. I used yeah. to work for a company where I made 150 calls a day. Mm. I followed the script. Hello, this is Larry Long Jr. with Acme Company. I'm calling to survey says, nah, I didn't get any signups. One of my managers said, hey, Larry, I like you. You got potential. Talk to them like you talk to your homeboys. 
I said, uh, you don't know how I talk to my homeboy. He said, <laughs> he said, okay, I can imagine. He said, don't go that far, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but but stop reading off the script. He said, man, you got to start freestyling. So when I put down the script and I started talking to people like they're people, hey, what's going on? This is Larry here calling to see if I can help you out. Sharing my story of a business owner gone, gone bad, a failed business owner, and relating that back to what they did as accountants and CPAs, I was able to connect with people. People are people. I don't care if you sell B2C, B2B, we're all in P2P. And I heard that from my brother man, KD, Kevin Dorsey down in Austin. We're all in people to people. So yeah. if you can't connect with people, people watch Netflix, people watch football, college and NFL, people go to the theater, they have families. If you're nothing but a robot, I am nothing but bit. Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. And if they are, they're not the people that I'm meant to work with. I realize really? I'm not for everybody. That part. Which is fine. Yes. I don't want to work with people that are like robots. And no, ain't nobody. Life is too short. I think the millennials call it YOLO. You only live once. I had to look that up on Urban Dictionary because I'm old school and I'm going through a yo-yo going up and down on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to keep my professional hat on, man, but I just want to like hang out and go like go cook out with you. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's reel it back in, sir. So I want to go back to like when you initially started speaking. You're still working your full-time job. So I'm gonna assume you correct me if I'm wrong, walk me through it either way, that the first speaking engagements that you got were a uh, offshoot of what you did for your company, right? They were specifically in that niche. Is that fair? What were, what did you first start talking about? What were you, no? Okay, tell me. I actually, the company I used to work for, company's name is Teamworks. I actually spoke at their sales kickoff in 2018. That was the year when I had nine. So before I would get called in to talk to Little League because baseball, I played baseball at University of Maryland, go Terps. Oh, so okay. I would talk to Little League baseball teams. And then because I was making 150 calls, managing teams that were making 150 calls, I would talk to lead generation, SDR, BDR reps. That was kind of my repertoire. And I would never charge anybody. But essentially, I ended up putting together an internal training, and that became the genesis of my keynote. Sales is not a four-letter word, or sales is not a naughty word, which can be for folks like students who don't really care about sales. It can be adjusted, adapted to be the importance of true connections, real relationships. It's still sales, but we're just not saying the word sales. Sales is all about relationships. It's all about matchmaking. That was my keynote. Now I've added a few additional keynotes. I'm working with a presentation coach. So I've got a couple other keynotes that I'm able to wrap in. Motivation, where does yours come from? Mm -hmm. Strikeouts are a part of life. Leveraging uh -huh. LinkedIn to land your dream job and or your dream client. Uh, those are my other keynotes, but I'm just out there. My focus is to serve people and to have a positive impact on as many individuals as I can, helping them to believe. I'm, I'm writing a book. The name is Jolt, Zapping You into Intentionality, Rediscover, and Believe in Your Inner Greatness. We've all got inner greatness. Mm -hmm. What I've found, a lot of us, including myself, we, we lose it. We lose that, that, that inner greatness. And all I'm doing is giving you that jolt, that zap, mm. so that you can find it again, believe in it, and then act on that inner greatness to be the best you that you can be. 
Listen, do you have like uh I need some old like Larry Long Jr. CDs, like old old cassette tapes that I can play in my car when I'm like going to work or whatever. I just want to hear that, you know? I want that to be my mantra. I want you talking to me, man. I'm ready to go. I just got my jolt right now, man. Let's go. Listen, you mentioned something earlier about your not your presentation coach, but uh feedback that you got from Mind Body and I'm familiar with Mind Body. Yeah. Um and he said take us on a journey, right? And maybe take us on a, 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 I don't know if he said negative journey, but like a misadventure. A, that's misadventure. my middle name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's a good learning opportunity, right? There's always lessons in, in those moments. So what he's saying, what I hear when I hear that feedback is like, bring us in with a story. Tell us stories. That's what we want. I know why they're so effective. Have you found that you're able to keep people's attention uh, 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 give them that lesson and the information you're trying to give them more? Like how much do you use personal storytelling in, in your speeches? All, all the time. Stories sell. Some people say storytelling. I say storytelling, story selling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've started to actually wisen up and listen to my wife who said, you need to document your stories because I store them up here. Oh, I got them. Well, I'm no. getting older and wiser. She mm. said, don't go telling those old, those nice people that you're getting wiser. You're getting older. You ain't getting no wiser. But I'm actually listening to her and I'm documenting my stories because from baseball, from moving around as a youngster, just living this four letter word we call life. Mm. We all experience stories. But if you don't document it, good luck being able to pull it when you need it. So I'm now documented. I use my phone. I keep my stories and I keep new stories. I keep rekindling old stories yep. and I wrap them in because stories take people on that journey. Stories transport people into your shoes along the way. And if you're able to connect the dots for them, whoa, it's super powerful. As JJ Walker would say, dynamite. I saw him on a commercial recently. I was like, I was like what's, what's, what's he doing on that? But, um, <laughs> hey, man, it happens. You got to keep the hustle going. Um, no, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about story. And you reminded me of there's a book called Story Worthy by Matthew Dix. And he's a award or he's a competitive storyteller. And he has what he calls homework for life. I just kind of call it my daily story journal. And it's just a one story out of each day that you have just three sentences or so just bullet points, but just with the little arc of a story, just something that happened. And what I found from it, uh, from doing that exercise, and I think you're very wise, I will say, tell you can tell your wife uh, that you're doing that because you will lose those stories. You can't remember them. And what I've noticed is there's these little moments that I might document that something my daughter did that day that by three months later or three weeks later, I would have a hundred percent forgotten, but there was a little lesson in there, just a little moment that for that fleeting moment was really special to me, but then life goes on and stress happens and you got a new baby and then you, you have a big a job come up or whatever and you forget it. Right. right. So there's, it gets you better at seeing the opportunity for stories, but also you remember these in on a personal note, you remember these really, special moments that you would have otherwise forgotten so i agree with larry for those out there listening document your stories in whatever capacity you can take the notes on your iphone you can do video with it whatever you can do but i can't co-sign that and plus one what you just said larry enough like totally totally agree with doing that and it's only going to make you a better person and it's only going to make you connect with people more effectively you know so what i mean true. so true i love it i love so, it so 
where would you suggest someone start? You started, which is a common path from having having a business or being having a job and kind of like speaking on the side, right? Some people might not have anything going on, right? But what's some advice for that first time? It's like, I want, I want to start speaking. They had that calling that you had years ago. Where do they start? Yeah, anywhere and everywhere. Speaker, speak. Speaker, speak. If you need to go to your church, to your religious organization, if you need to go to a local Kiwanis club, if you have an opportunity, or if not, make an opportunity within your organization for you to tell a story that's relevant to the audience, find a way to speak. Toastmasters, that's yeah, an excellent avenue to speak. Now, that's not the business of speaking. There's a, there's a bit because there's some speakers out there that can run circles around anybody but they don't know how to market and sell. There are some folks that know how to market and sell whose presentation skills are weak. I'm just keeping yeah. it real. Yep. But yep. they're out there doing the daggone thing because if you have both, oh, you're a double threat. If you have the marketing and the sales, you're going to be okay. If you have this story, you'll be okay. But if no one knows how great of a storyteller, how great of a presenter Ugh, you're going to be under the radar. So yeah. I encourage you to speak as much as you can and really hone your story, hone your craft. And in addition, you got to step your sales and marketing game. Yeah. It's not like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. You've got to let people know, show me what you're working with. So you know what I like about Larry, I like about you, Larry, besides your, besides your handsome face, uh, you know, you lead us to exactly where I wanted to go next. I've got my little notes here, and this is exactly, I've gotten cap, all capital letters marketing with a star beside it. You led us right there beautifully, my friend. Just wanted to let you know that. So how do you market yourself? As a full-time speaker now, that means that you, you can't play no more. You got to put food on the table, right? Yeah. You got people depending on you. Right. got to get speaking gigs there's no ifs ands or buts it's not like a nice little extra revenue stream something cool you do on the nights and weekends it's the the main thing now how do you market yourself as a full-time speaker yeah like i said speaker speak i've been so fortunate my my journey is unique rain mm -hmm. uh, going to the national speaker association annual convention in vegas there's so many speakers that over the past 18 months have struggled uh i've thrived and since I've gone full time, I've really been fortunate with inbounds because I've created a brand. If you follow me on LinkedIn, I think I have 31,000 followers, which isn't huge, but it's it's better than average. Yeah. Than average. <laughs> and, and I've been consistent in terms of my posts, in terms of my video, in terms of my live stream, my midweek, midday motivational minute. I just wrapped up episode number 71, just consistently every Wednesday, 12 o'clock noon Eastern, you know, Larry Long Jr. is going to go live for the midweek, midday motivational minute, an inspiring word. And I've gotten so much business from that, my posting, my posting of speaking engagements, from speaking engagements, telling other people, you need to check this guy out. It's just been amazing. So I started working with a coach, a performance coach. Now we put together an outbound, which is that that's my specialty. I used to make 150 outbound calls a day, yeah. but now I'm going outbound and I'm leveraging relationships. I've got a list of 15 target companies. I've got a list of 20 associations and I know exactly who the people are. I'm not going cold to any of them. Yeah. I know Will over here who knows Karen over there make that connection. Yeah, yeah. So that's the 
that's the route that I've chosen. And it's been, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it, it ain't, it ain't that hard. I'm not getting right. bopped over the head. If I was going and cold calling people yeah. where they don't know me from Adam, that, that, if that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. You better beat the street and you better speak every place that you can and make sure that you get the word out. Make sure that you tell people if I tore it up, if I dropped the mic, can you introduce me to three other colleagues that mm -hmm. I can drop the mic for that, that following up with that call to action is huge. Cause uh, we were talking about earlier, like people won't necessarily, this was before that we started recording, people won't necessarily do it themselves, right? They may want to, they may think like, oh, I need to hook them up with so-and-so, but then what happens to them? They have a new business, they have a baby, next week passes and they forget, just like our stories that we were talking about a little while ago. However, if you go to them and say, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity. If you feel like I did a good job, I was wondering if you know of anybody else who would, you know, who would who would enjoy me or find value for me as a speaker. But you have to take to take that step. And I also have to to agree with you 100 percent about it's really comes back to that connections. And often they will manifest in ways you didn't expect. So next week, I'm headed to Nashville to give a, a an official approved continuing education course on storytelling for realtors. I did a, a job for National Association of Realtors. What year is it now? Two years ago. And people remembered me. And when they had this event coming up this year, they're like, oh, we want to do some stuff on storytelling. What about rain? Now I've got another one in another city for realtors in October. So this is not something I set out to do, but it's a connection that I leveraged, right? right. And it opened up a new door I didn't even know was going to be available to me, right? So that connection is a big part of it, but I, it ain't going to happen. The connections aren't just going to fall in your lap if you're not out there doing what you're doing putting yourself out there consistently, which you, you, you alluded to. Now I noticed, and you've talked about it a couple of times here today that you really leverage LinkedIn. Now I'm going to tell you that I, that's one place where I don't spend a lot of time. I've neglected it. And I've heard of the value of it at the moment. I'm spending my time elsewhere, but I want you to tell me what am I missing? What does LinkedIn have as a platform that YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all these other platforms don't have? Why do you lean so heavily on LinkedIn? It's the biggest business sandbox that I've seen out there. And for me, the folks that I talk to are, uh, sales leaders, VPs of sales, chief revenue officers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, they're all on LinkedIn. Now, do they get on YouTube? For sure. Are they on IG? For sure. Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse? For sure. But LinkedIn is their jam. And I found a way to differentiate on LinkedIn. I'll give this, it's not even a secret because everyone can do it, but no one does it. I use video. And I got the face for radio, Rain. Come on, let's keep it real. I got the face for radio, but I got a smile for a mile. I, uh, I am passionate about what I do. I care about people. Yes. And that comes through. So I do video. I do audio, which on LinkedIn mobile, you can do audio, video. You can send GIFs, or I call them GIFs. My wife is like, the person who created it said that it's GIF. <laughs> so I just say GIFs just to make her mad. But I do. I send memes. I'm just myself. I'm crazy Larry. And for folks who get it and like it, we make that connection. Who folk, For folks who don't, I'll give you a funny story. Jerome Bettis, yep. uh, football player. I connected with bus. him on LinkedIn. I, I sent him a gif of him scoring a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns. He didn't respond back. I guess he didn't find it funny. Bo Jackson, Bo knows. I used to be a huge Bo Jackson fan. I connected with him. I sent him a gif of himself. I guess Bo doesn't really like to laugh. Maybe he didn't like my joke, but I thought it was hilarious. 
hilarious. That's a story to tell right there that even I strike out on LinkedIn. But I can tell you, if I reach out to 10 people, I'm probably batting 800. Eight out of 10 are going to give me some sort of response, which is unheard of. It's unheard of just because I leverage folks that I know with what is important to them. There's a radio station called WIFM, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me. And if I can answer that question of what's in it for me, hey, you want to talk to me because your folks are getting Zoom fatigued. Your folks are getting burned out. All the uncertainty out there is probably on the top of your mind and in your priorities. I might be able to help. Do you want to chat? Hmm. Hmm. A chat? That won't hurt. Let's talk. Okay. Let's see what's up. Let's see what's, let's see if we can make that connection. Some people, they're just like, nah, ain't nobody got time for it. It doesn't matter if I came to them and said, hey, I got a million dollar check for you. It'd be like, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, well, no harm, no foul. We keep it moving. We we are Fido. That's not the name of my dog, but that's my philosophy. F it, drive on. Fido. Mm. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> hey, what position did you play in baseball? Left out. Hey, coach, can I get in? Nah, dog, you're left out. <laughs> I'm dead. Nah, I'm I played left field, started my freshman year, used to hold the school record for stolen bases. I think I'm Did number you? two. Yeah, my dad ran track in Maryland. Larry my got sister. legs. Look at him. Yeah, I had some wheels. That was that was before some... I put on this COVID-30. Yeah. yeah. Not 19, 30. <laughs> I don't miss a meal. <laughs> Listen, brother. What month is it now? Just turned September. This is September 2021. And we're just... I saw a meme the other day that was just like, it was like me trying to like come to grasp with, you know, the year that was 2020. And then it did a hard cut to another like expression where they're just standing there with their eyes wide open. Me realizing that 2021 is three months away or 2022 is three months away. Well, it feels like there, it was just a blip, right? I mean, these two years almost that we've, that we've just kind of, it feels like a time warp. You've been working. I've been working. I, I had a lot of good success, too, in, in 2020 as well. And I think a lot of people that were able to pivot and look at how they serve their audiences and find other ways to do it were able to. Right. But here we are at the end of another year. And this has been your first year as a full time speaker. What's next? What are you focused on? You already told us about the book. Where are you taking it to elevate for 2022? Because I know you have big goals. I know you have big plans. What's next for you? Yeah, working with my coach, it's really on focus. So right now I speak for associations, nonprofits, colleges, universities, corporate. I'm really trying to figure out what's my jam so I can double and triple down on it. And I think my jam is going to be software companies, software sales, organizations, colleges and universities. I'll speak for anyone else if the, if the, the timing is right, if the, the finances are right, but I really want to focus and double down, triple down on those. I'm also doing coaching. I just released a mastermind that I'm doing really impacting folks in a one-to-one -one or a more intimate We're, we capped it at six uh, emerging leaders, executives that want to come into a mastermind group, the book, I've got podcasts right behind the book, and I've got some ideas around online products. I've already got oh, an online yeah. on-demand sales training class, but I'm already thinking about some social media, some inspiration, motivation, some mind, body, and soul. So really my business model, oh, good, I guess good. you could say, is going to have a bunch of different spokes, but I'm going to make sure that each spoke is as strong as possible. I don't want to be the golden corral, the no. buffet doing a lot, not very good. Oh, you hit a point that 
touched my heart. This is what I coach people on. And because I was a person, a friend of mine, Melissa Casera, called it multi-passionitis, right? I always wanted to do a lot of different things, right? But it kept me spinning in circles and feeling segmented, right? I like the idea of the spoke on the wheel because I use another, you know, another uh, analogy, but that one works really well because it works for you to be doing all these other things. If you have that centerpiece, that center of the wheel that those spokes spawn off of, right? If it's individual segmented things, then you will burn out because you'll be spinning from, from thing to thing. But if they have a core, and for me, I help people understand that core narrative belief that holds all those things together. So Rain Bennett can be a podcaster, a writer, a keynote speaker, a, a, you know, a filmmaker, a workshop leader, all of these things that are different industries, different jobs, but they're tied together because my mission and my belief is the center narrative thread that ties them all together, right? Uh, so, th- I, but I love thinking of it as a, as a wheel because that's those spokes are the same thing. Otherwise, you you are going to run ragged. It sounds like your business model is looking great. Now, you said one thing that I want to touch on for a moment: identifying those places where you can speak your audiences, and that's something I think people, beginners especially overlook it kind of goes over their head they don't know what the difference in association and a corporation is or speaking in the education realm or the faith-based realm or whatever so how important is it to identify who am i right for before you start go out there and throwing you know your content out there to everybody it's so important and i heard it over and over the riches are in the niches yep and i wanted to fight it i was one of those that said i'm for everybody mm-hmm. well if you're for everybody you're for nobody And I discovered that not the hard way, but I'm hard headed. (laughs) I just discovered that I was everywhere and anywhere and I was customizing every single message. No, if I'm going to focus on on software companies, I'm going to have that one core message. Now I'm going to tailor it, but that's going to be my ICP, my ideal customer profile. Colleges and universities, I can give them two things. I got you. I got you on that right there. So it really, it just, it's kind of self-preservation. If I wanted to burn out and wanted to be burning the midnight oil, I'll go back to corporate America. Ain't nobody got time for that. So you ask, what is taking it to that next level? Well, my wife, she must be working with my coach because my wife said, hey, baby, in June, we're going to London. So you better get some speaking engagements, some coaching engagements over in Europe because me and the kids, we're going to be traveling and you can go play golf, but you better work. So I said, shoot, every time I have a conversation with someone in Europe, I just sprinkle that little nugget. So now I've got folks looking out for me saying, hey, I'm going to hook you up with some engagements in Germany, in uh, Sweden, in Umia, uh, Sweden. I didn't even know where Umia was, but I got people working on my behalf, trying to hook a brother up in June of 2022, when I'm going to take my talents across the pond. I don't know if you know this, Rain, but Tiger Tiger Woods is my cousin. They call me Larry. He did in the woods. I'm his long lost cousin. I'm going to take the golf clubs. And we're going to have a blast. (laughs) I'm done with you, man. What is the name of your podcast going to be? Oh, man, you guess as good as mine. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, all I'm saying is I'm going to sprinkle a little nugget, too. When you get to the storytelling episode, I know somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Know somebody who knows somebody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a perfect guest for that episode. My friend. I appreciate you, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm glad you got to share some knowledge with, with my listeners, especially I'm really proud of you because I, when we talked, you were starting the speaking gig. That's kind of what we were talking about. I had just started two, maybe a few months before. So I'm really, really proud of you and really happy for you that you took that leap and that you're just knocking it out of the park. Now I see your content on LinkedIn. I know you're killing it, but I also 
what we see on the on the outside could be a little different. So I really liked sharing some space and and, and talking to you directly and, and you sharing some information with us. Well, Rain, I got to thank you because you were a part of that adventure, not the misadventure. I was I was right. doing the misadventure on my we'll own. Yeah. The reason why we talked is I was looking to talk with industry leaders, industry experts who knew a little something, something or a lot of something, something. And you were along that journey. So I appreciate you taking the time to actually speak to me and share the gold nuggets that you had. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I won't necessarily say that I am fully responsible for all your success, you know, but I'm is come close. I'm, I'm up there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my buddy. It's Friday. I know you got some kids. I got some kids. Let's go hang out and have a good Labor Day weekend. But man, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. And uh, and uh, on a personal tip, uh, thanks for rescheduling <laughs> with me. All good, baby, baby. Thank you so much, Rain. Keep All doing right, the daggone thing. Thank you, my friend. Good luck to you. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab.